We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Can you spit something? Me spit some right now. Oh, come, yeah, all right. That's what all MCs right, do. Man. Come on, man. That's what MCs do. That is what we do. We ain't got no beat. We ain't got no nut. You want acapella? Who we doing? Yeah, acapella. Cause I can't man. beatbox. I said, um, what I said. I said, if it's not about making money, conversations ridiculous. I'm quick to knock the bull ish like Jehovah's Witness. I bear my soul like I'm walking shoeless. They say if you don't use it, you'll just lose it. That's why I got to use my mind. That's a brain contusion. Because all this stuff could be going to Marvel. Yeah, it's all illusion. A rapping comedy on some saying stuff. I'm just doing fusion. It's broken bones, so I'm making myself a staple in fusion. I just need a chance for y'all to film me. Color purple with this rap. I'm just feeling silly. But shit, I feel silly when I'm talented in the two departments. I got a straight. I got an Iron Man, Tony Stark. I said my fam, I.O. Wild, like the name Partridge. Only true colors found up in an empty cartridge. Listen to me close to take a hawking. We got company now, dog, so you can stop your damn barking. I'm on the path to be the effing greatest. A lot of haters. That's why I can't vacate on my hiatus. Now, we can never say a hiatus. We'll just say work. No days off. That's success. That's equation. Got to stay ahead. That's the tip. Call it penetration. Proving everybody wrong. That's my inspiration. They starting to put out all my information. It's annoying, but everybody around me is like, dog, that just means you made it. A public figure, but I kind of hate it. I get stresses, all this work, and I'm still underrated. And that just got me feeling so jaded. Because if the accomplishments are never acknowledged, have you really made it? I'm too conscious to be in public faded, so I do it behind. Closed doors like a bribe persuasion. They say, if you rap, what you talk about? To the amazement, I got it, baby. So look who's talking now. Hitting every wave like I'm trying to drown. With these women, I see through all this ultrasound. I was 21. My peers said I'd be a co-kid. I prefer Pepsi products, brother. Mountain Dew, cold red. I'm like, I got too much ambition to be a red nose. This statement was ruled off the fact that only God knows. Really, I'm the only person talented enough to pull a Eddie Murphy. These other brothers just ain't effing worthy. You heard me? Bow. Ooh, that was hot. Jay Farrow is more than just a real MC. He's also a comedian who's on the brink of a major stand-up breakthrough. I always had the confidence on stage, but being confident in myself was something that I didn't really have, which relates to my character, DeAndre McDonald. Believing in yourself. You know, stage presence, of course. You can have a powerful stage presence. You can be powerful on stage, but can you be powerful to be able to put you up? fully. I didn't have that before. You know, I'm confident. I'm confident on stage, but confident on stage and confident in yourself are two different things. Now I have both. It's not a, (laughs) it's not a stage I want to attack. 
There's not anybody I'm scared to follow. People be scared to follow me. Hey, you, hey, I'm going to light it up. I think all of that put together with your authenticity, I believe that is the key making to getting to that level. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm going there. Watch out for Jay to do big things on the stage very soon. He's already hot on the big screen with Justin Simeon's bad hair coming out soon and two minutes to fame out now. He's also got a crazy story to tell about getting violently stopped by the LAPD recently that kind of changed his life. Get half of this convo for free right here. Get the other half at patreon.com slash show. And please sign up for my newsletter, Black Minds Matter at Substack. For now, it's Jay Farrow on Torre Show. So, so, so first thing, yo, what happened with the popo? They, they hung you up, dog. What happened? Uh, well, I was, I was exercising, running down Ventura, man. And, um, uh, unfortunately, um, I was wrongfully detained. I, um, cop put his knee on me, man. I On your I, neck? Yeah, you saw, bro, you saw, it wasn't like George, it wasn't an eight minute and, and 46 second George Floyd situation, but it was enough for me to just wake up as a black person in America and say, dang, man, this, everything that I see on television, I see the, the situations, when you see George Floyd and you see Ahmaud Arbery and when you see Breonna Taylor, when you see Trayvon Martin and when you see Rashard Brooks and when you see all of these people who lost their lives and when you're put in a similar situation, you it just makes you even more infuriated and it makes you want to seek out justice even more, dude. So um, let me go back to the situation. So I get put, they put me on the ground. And keep in mind, like I'm saying, I'm running. This is during Rona. This is the height of Corona. This happened April the 26th, right? April the 26th. Um, I got this thing called the Run Tracker app, so right. And um, if <laughs> if the Run Tracker app had told me to run at that time instead of being on a slowdown, because I was on a slowdown, so what it does is it makes you run for like 16 minutes. 20 minutes and you'll walk for a minute, two minutes, and then you'll, you'll continue, right? All until you get back. And it says, uh, all until it says you're completed, you've completed your goal. Cause it's trying to build you up to like a, a 10 K or whatever. Cause I didn't want to get over. I didn't want to be overweight doing the Rona thing. So, but if that app would have told me to run through that situation, I was walking. If I was running, I had my Bose headphones on. And the cop did have his gun out. He had his gun out. And then the other officers that pulled up, they did too. Let's say I hadn't have heard them because I had those noise, noise canceling headphones on. It was a miracle that I looked to my left and I saw him with the gun raised. Um, it would have been a, it would have been a different situation had I been running through that whole thing, man. Because when you can't hear a police officer telling you what to they get, do, they get you're resisting arrest. What right? are you th- what were you thinking? What were you feeling when they're they're running up on you? They got you down. They got you cuffed. Like what? What's going on? Uh first, first it was 
you know, you, you're scared. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm confused, flabbergasted, and mad all in the same, all and embarrassed. You have a cocktail of emotions and feelings. And dude, um, I like I've never been in a situation like that. Like I had def- I've been pulled over before. That's but there's never been an officer with a with guns out coming towards me, ordering me to get on the corona ground. The ground when COVID is higher, I'm sweating. My chest is wet. I have a wet, I sweat a lot. You know, I perspirate quite frequently, you know? I, I, it's just something, It's you know, you can blame my mom. I think my mom sweats a lot. My pop probably does too. You know, they they sweat. We sweaters, you know? That's how you can tell when things get passionate. Ooh, ooh he really into it. He's sweating, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> So I'm sweating. They got me on the ground. They don't have on masks. They don't have on gloves. Nothing, man. And they're, they literally, while they're on me, they look at me and they say, after they get up, they were on me, they got up, they go, okay, stand up. How? I'm in cuffs. I've never been in cuffs before. Torre, literally, the running tracker app told me, while I was on the ground, it said, run. I said, I can't. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You need to stop right now. Dude. Read the I, room, run tracker. Yeah, I'm just, yo, yo exactly, exactly. I'm going to need you to look, look, look at the room. Just get the temperature of the audience right now, you know. <laughs> just give it a little feel. Um, What I am glad, man, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I have my life uh, because a lot of situations uh, don't end up like you know, um, and uh, when you pull somebody up and then you ask me <laughs> after you pull me up to do you want to sit down on the ground? I'm like, no, I want to stand because already I'm frustrated. I'm hot. You're stopping my workout. I didn't do anything. And if you Google Jay Farrell, you will see that you were making a serious mistake. Do you have your ID? No, I don't have my ID on me because I'm running. I live here. I live right down. I live right down the street. Well, what's your address? I'm not telling you my address. Why would I want to tell you my address? Are you kidding me? So you can show. So, so you can label whatever you're doing. You can you can type it in and have some type of record. I don't know what the cops are doing. I just, you know how black people are. So we we don't like giving out a lot of information to people that we don't know. We just, we're just like that. I'm just built like that, man. My my mom's from Bed-Stuy. My pop is from Chesterfield Heights in Norfolk, Virginia, bro. So it's, so I, I kind of have etiquette of keeping my space, what it is, secure. And I only let a few people inside of it. And I, I, I just don't want to be that close to people like that. Um, they come back a couple minutes after that. Um, and the whole ordeal, man, it, seemed, it it had to be, it had to be like four and a half, four and a half, five minutes around there, right? But you, you told they him, I'm, I'm Jay Farrow. Google me. You told him that? I said, I literally, I said, if you Google Jay Farrow, you see that you're making a mistake. Now, I do not know if that had anything to do with them letting me go. All I know is when they came back to me and I was in cuffs and the other officers around, the guy said, we just got a call that you're not the you're not the guy. You can go. Of course I'm not the guy. Of course I'm not. 
bro, I've never had a ticket that stuck. You know what I'm saying? And I, I have to say that stuck because, look, I made an illegal U-turn one time. And I, sure. you know, I went to driving school and I got that off of my record. You know, I've never, but I've never had that type of um, etiquette with the police with me, man. That's cra- It was crazy, dude. And, um, you know, like, I'm at my home now. It's so crazy that you're calling me now. We're talking now when I'm at my I'm at my my parents, the home I grew up in. I grew up here, you know, nice long. This is my dad. This is my dad. How you doing? This is my dad's picture right here. You know, got a whole bunch of baby pictures. That's him as a little baby, you know. But it's this is this is where my security is, man. And I and I um man, when I think about all of the times growing up that I've just been spared from situations, when you think about how many times how many times you could give thanks to God because his covering was on me, man. His covering was on me, dude. I, I don't listen. I'm a Christian. I was, I was born, I was raised Christian. I, you know, I am a, I'm a Christian under construction, meaning I, you know, we fall down, but we get up. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you know, there is a, there is a different type of, of vibe in my home. It's all family. It's all it, it's all love. There's no it's not malicious, you know, even though I have been in those situ- some circumstances. I do have cousins. I got cousins. I, my grandparents, everything. I go to the hood. But, um, you know, my parents, man, they my parents sheltered your boy. I, I was sheltered just because of where I was, where I grew up, you know. But um, it never becomes real to you, Toure, until something like that happens to you personally. You can't, before, I wouldn't have been able to look at, uh, you know, um, Trayvon Martin the same or anybody the same. Because, of course, I feel bad. I'm like, man, that's messed up. That's a, that's a Black brother that lost his life. But it's like, until you personally have something that happens like that, you will not understand the infuriation that folks have. Well, how did it change you? Um, I think, I think whereas before I wouldn't have been like, I'm like, I'm studying, I'm looking up laws, you know, I want to, I haven't started yet, but I want to take a criminal justice class. Um, I, um, just, it just makes me want to be a, a more sharper um, individual in my environment. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm uh, I'm studying, I'm reading up, I'm paying attention now. I'm I'm really paying attention now. Whereas before I might not have paid attention that much because probably wouldn't have thought that that situ- type of situation could have happened to, you. to to me whatever. But when you are black in America, it is what it is. You're black May, in America. April uh May, June, July, 2 mm-hmm. 2 3 months. Is it enough time that you can joke about it on stage? Do you see some point in the future where you're doing a bit about this, a way, you know, Pryor and our heroes took that real fucked up shit that happened to them and pushed it out on stage? Do you see yourself able to do that now or at some point in the future? Definitely, I feel in the future, well... (laughs) With Corona being as wild as it is, I'm I'm being I'm trying to be as safe as I can be. But I would be remiss if I wouldn't talk about that. I have to, I have to talk about it as an entertainer, 
It's a real life event that I went to. I have to talk about it as a black man. And I would be doing my fans injustice if I didn't if I didn't say anything about it. So I have to talk about it. I, I, and I am trying to find all of the uh, the punches through the pain. I'm trying to find that. I, yeah, where's the where's the funny in this story? Well, I mean, like I made you laugh, like my run tracker app telling me to run and I can't. I'm down on the ground. Uh, me never having cuffs on, even in the bedroom. I've never had that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a freak, but, you know, you know. <laughs> I've never had cuffs on before. You know, um, uh, me going to the orthodontist the next day, man, and not the next day, but me going to the orthodontist recently and the lady coming out with the thermometer gun and aiming it like this and me being like, oh, you must not watch the news. <laughs> well, you don't want to do that right now. I'm pretty hot. <laughs> you will you will get fired. <laughs> oh, I'm having a flashback. Uh, oh my god. I'm trying to fine tune and find every punch, bro, but but I feel like when I talk about this, it will be so seasoned and, and well marinated and um enough time will have passed when you see my special that you'll be like, "Yeah, I feel it." I just want people to feel me now where I'm being myself. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't got to do impressions for 30 minutes. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I wouldn't, I don't do that in my stand-up anyway. I, you know, I do a few, I sprinkle them in and then the rest is just material because it's me talking about experiences. Whereas before I probably wouldn't have been so comfortable to talk about them. I feel, I feel comfortable enough to tell you about how I grew up uh, things that happen to me, even effed up situations that might have happened to me while I'm while I've been in the industry. And there have been a couple, you know, so um, I just feel like it's the time for me to put it all out, package it up and um, laugh at my pain, as Kevin Hart was saying. So it sounds to me like as an artist, you're kind of like, I'm a little I'm beyond impressions. I, I did that. I kind of mastered that. I need to move forward and be a different artist now. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? I what I'm saying is, and I would never, I would never downplay my talent because it would be like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to sound braggadocious or anything, but like if LeBron James would <laughs> would switch to uh, water polo, you'd be like, wait a second, what's happening? But if he was good at water polo. If you got a chance to see him, you were like, wait a minute, he kind of good at water polo. Wait, you do that again. It's kind of like my impressions, I understand that they get millions of hits. I understand they get the views. I understand that's what made a lot of America fall in love with me, but it hasn't done a justice uh, for uh, people knowing who I am personally. They don't, like a lot of people probably still feel like they don't know me that much. I mean, there's... <laughs> There have been claims even from my origins. Oh, he's from Chicago. Oh, he did this. Oh, two minutes of fame is his autobiography. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. Um, you know, to get kind of into it, I went on the road with Charlie Murphy when I was 19 years old. You know, I thought that was my SNL. Was it? SNL was my SNL at 22. Still, though, I hadn't had that many life experiences so the bulk of my content at the time was impressions. But you got to understand, that was like 19, 20, 21, 20, uh, the 22, 23, 24, 25. 
But now I'm 32. I have gone through so many experiences and I have to talk. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk about them and whether people will accept me for what I'm saying or if they don't like it, I'm like, yo, it's cool because I'm comfortable enough to tell you now. I, whereas before I wasn't, you know, you get what I'm saying? So, okay. Who are you? Like, who are you that you want people to know? Like that you want people to know the person who you are? <laughs> like who, who, who do we not know uh, who you are? I don't think, I don't think people even know when I was younger, my struggles with depression, uh, how I was a, a super overweight kid, you know, um, teased a lot. Um, uh, I started acting at eight. Uh, I went to, uh, I was one of the kids that went to daycare with, and I was one of the last, I'd be one of the last people to get picked up. I'm sitting there in my backpack like this and the monitor's coming out like, I stay another 15 minutes. Like I am, I am the representation of of a shade of black that I don't think a lot of America is accustomed to seeing because most of the time the stereotypical black person is portrayed on screen, television and 
sometimes we don't get a chance. Now, there are shows that do show difference. Like, for instance, if you remember uh, White Famous, yep. White Famous showed um, showed a relationship between two people who not necessarily were together, but they were co-parenting. There was no baby mama drama. There was no baby dad. None of that. It was a co-parenting situation where both parties were adults and they took care of it and there was no drama. You understand? I'm, I am not from, I'm not from the hood. I can walk in the hood, but I'm not from the hood. And why is that? That's because my cousins, my people are there, my friends, peoples. I have friends here too, in the suburbs, going out, <laughs> going out and uh, fishing. People don't even know I like to fish. Just normal stuff. Normal stuff, what I feel is when you're on the come up, people fall in love with your story before they fall in love with you, right? That's what it is. You you fall in love with people's story. We fell in love with Kanye West because we knew. This man went through a car accident. This man broke his jaw. This man's parents were Black Panthers. This man was um, this man was literally on the streets trying to promote, trying to promote help for black people in Chicago. He was an activist. That's what he was. The story, everything he's talking about, it makes so much sense. And he did it in such a lucid way, you know, that people fell in love with him. I'll give another example from my, t- I'll say Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's story is one of the most, it's, it's a heartbreaking story, but it's a, it's a underdog come and becoming a big dog story. If you know what I'm talking about, you see nine 11, his father passed away. You know, he, he lost him, you know, single, uh, single mom, mom was raising two kids. He's got a couple, he's got Crohn's disease. He's got a couple of problems. But people, but he he doesn't he doesn't try to he doesn't try to mask it. He's not being spurious about it. He'll tell you this is what it is. Yes, I have Crohn's. I have problems sometimes. There's some challenges and imbalances. But I'm going to talk about it on stage, and I I don't want to give away too much. But if we're talking about if we're talking about me growing up, I'm a, I'm gonna keep telling you more. You know, but it's the story. I think I think the next couple of specials, my story put together, it's just gonna people are gonna be like, wow, oh that's him. I'm like, yep, that's me. Ain't no weird stuff, no. but it's me. If you love Torrey's show and you miss the days of me talking about politics on MSNBC, and really, who doesn't, then check out my other podcast, Democracy-ish, where I sit with Danielle Moody-Mills and argue and strategize about the 2020 race from a black and progressive perspective. These people that are getting picked up in Portland, Oregon by unnamed federal agents, where are they going? You can find Democracy-ish wherever podcasts are streamed. All right, back to Torrey's show. So the person who was depressed was in comedy at 15, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up in comedy and gets on SNL at a very young age, 22? 22. Cha- changes your life. Suddenly there's money, there's national fame, there's this high-pressure weekly thing. How mm-hmm. did that grinder change you? It turned me 
it definitely turned me into a machine for pumping out material. Um, because in SNL, you have to be, you have to be so well-versed and you just have to be in the know on what's going on. So there was all me writing. I was writing two sketches a week. That's what Chris Rock told me to do. Gotta write two sketches a week. Two sketches a week. I was like, all right, write two sketches a week. Uh, a lot of the times those sketches would be pulled, like, you know, when your stuff doesn't even make it to the table. But I would write. I would grind it out. And just having that etiquette of being able to go into an office, sit down, take a subject, break it down, come up with punchlines, make it funny, make it make sense. That's what I had started on that show. And I'm still doing it now. But that was the college. It was the, it's the college for comedians, you know. And if you get out of that, every other job after you finish SNL seems like cake because they're, like you're saying, there's such a demand. There's such a, um, there's such a need to constantly, you have to audition for your job every week. You ain't got to audition to be a husband every week. You ain't got to audition to be a dad every week, but on SNL, you got to audition to be on the show every week. There's not a guarantee you'll be on the show. So you got to fight to get your ideas on there. Yeah. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. So wait, do so so when you wrote something and didn't get on, did it hurt? Of course, man. Of course. Of course you're gonna feel like it hurts because you're like, ah, oh, I find this funny, I think it's hilarious, but they may not understand where I'm coming from. They may they may not get this. It may not work the fabrication of the show. It might not fit. It might be. It might be a little, it might be too crass, you know, or there might be, uh, it, it might come off too biting and not sweet. You know, that's something that I have um, learned how to do um, now as a comedian, being older, just not having to be so blue with things and being suggestive of n- enough, but still being funny and still having enough, you know, it still has the kick in it. I couldn't do that when I was younger. I didn't know how <laughs> I, I I couldn't figure, I was, I was like, all right, I think this is funny, but it's mean, but it's funny. Come on, man. You know, you gotta, you have to understand and you have to know your, your playground. All right. If it, if it's a whole bunch of unicorns in the playground, well, you can't bring a dragon, but you gonna, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you get me? Like you just have to, you gotta be so in the know of your environment and that place if if I could go back in time when I was on the show, I probably would have um, tried to do that even more. You know what I mean? Try to, you know, okay, cool. Okay, what y'all watching? Oh, y'all watching Game of Thrones, huh? Okay, cool. I'm going to watch all, I'm gonna watch every episode. You know what I mean? Just things like that. Just so, just so the levels, just so there's no imbalance. You understand? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, what makes people laugh? Truth. Truth is always funny. No matter. Truth is always funny. 
Now, it might not be timed <laughs> perfectly sometimes, but truth is always funny. Um, and I look at comedians, like you were saying, I look at Richard Pryor. I look at Dave Chappelle. Um, I even look at I even look at some of my big bros, like uh, bigger bros. I mean, well, closer to my age, but I look at Michael Che. I look at Earthquake. I look at I look at D.L. Hughley. I look at um, I look at Cedric. I look at everybody. See what they're talking about. They always have a chunk of material, if not the whole thing. That's that's just truthful and so real that you can't ignore it. And when you're bringing it like that, you have more power and more people will take you seriously. And I'm trying to make my stamp and my mark just like that. And oh my God, oh my God, how can I not mention Chris Rock? One of my idols, of course. Of you course. know, Chris Rock or, or Bernie Mac even, or um, oh, <laughs> Bernie was crazy, or a Robin Harris, or you know, Eddie Murphy, you know what I mean? Like just, there has to be, you have to say something as a comedian. We have a responsibility as black men and comedians to, to change, to shift the culture. We can do that. And you can do that with a joke. That's the power that we have with the microphone. We get paid. It's crazy to think how many people's lives you can change just by being creative. You know? So what do you, what do you love about making people laugh? Um, I love the fact that it makes them forget about their problems for a little bit. And in some type of way, I feel like a therapist, you know, um, man, I always say this, man. Every day we get to live, especially now, especially now, every day that you live is a blessing. Because life isn't promised to you. It's really not. Life is not promised to you. And you've seen over and over again so many people who have not gotten a chance to live to the next day. So every time I wake up in the morning, I'm here. But when it comes to the it comes to the crowd and, and making people laugh, you're alive. You might have some problems, but I'm making you forget about them temporarily. You know, so if I make them forget about it temporarily, I've done my job. And that's where I get my gratification. Um, who's your top five stand ups? I named all, them all time. I named him. You know what? In that order, we're you was it Pryor, Pryor, Chappelle. We're gonna push. We're gonna put Pryor up here because he's he's up here. You know. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna I'm name these. Okay. Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Bernie Mac, Robin Harris, Dave Chappelle. Those are my top five. So Real those top. other guys are are equal, and then Pryor is above them. Pryor's a, Pryor is Pryor is a he's. Man, he was just once in a lifetime. <laughs> That's never, I don't know if, the, if that type is ever going to happen again. Just because of his past, man. Like, he's growing up. Who grows up like that now? That's crazy. <laughs> you know? So I would say, yeah, he's here. You have the other ones right here. And then, you know, I have a top 10, though. Like, you know, there's still people in my top 10. Like, I love Cat Williams and Patrice O'Neal and, um, and Robin Williams. and. Uh, George Carlin and uh, who else do I like? You know, I'll even say this. Rest in peace to him, Ralphie May. You know, just, you know, folks. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I've been a comedy fan for a while, man. And it's it's kind of been, 
definitely through my life. It's been therapeutic for me to be able to just <laughs> be able to just make people laugh. So uh, those folks, man, they make me laugh. Hulk. Hulk. You talk, so, so I mean, when you talk about truth and honesty, that was part of your impression science that it was like, damn, he just became Obama. Like, damn. <laughs> He just became Jay-Z. I'm hearing fluctuations in the voice <laughs> that I didn't even remember. That it's like, it's like, yes, he's nailing it. Can you just talk a little bit about some of the science of, of developing him and, and, and why they hit so hard? The science in developing a great impression um, is basically in your willingness to submerge yourself fully into a character. And I learned that in drama when I was in, like eight years old, started out. You know what I mean? Like as far as submerging yourself into the character. I started impressions at six, of course. But who were you doing at six? Uh, it was um, Iago from Aladdin. It was uh, uh, Sally Fields, Forrest Gump, uh, Ed, Ed and uh, with who else? Um, as I got older, well, a little bit of Rob, little bit of Robin Williams, you know. Uh, as I got older, it was it became Ed, Ed and Eddie and all these different cartoon characters. And then it was then it was uh, the, your, your Bernie Max and your your Steve Irwin's and um, Cat Williams and Ricky Smiley's characters from his prank calls. And it just it, it was such a range. I will always just like pick pick them up. And it, it's just, you have to practice. People don't know that you can't just be good at an impression. You have to practice. It's just like playing basketball. Like, yo, if LeBron James, he's oh, he's a beast. But if he if he ain't shooting, what's what's going on? You know what I mean? And um, man, impressions are funny because of the truth. If I am mirroring exactly what you're seeing, oh, you're like, wow, that's what is crazy. It, it's it's funny because it's the truth, just like. It'd be just like you talking about a. This is like you couldn't uh, coming up with a punchline. It's the same thing. It's the same thing because it's truth, and truth is always funny. Big break. Truth is always funny. I've been yeah. told though, Tori. I've been told sometimes in my career, earlier in my career, not now. Nobody says anything about that now. But earlier in my career, I was told that my impressions were too spot on to be funny. That was my critique. You got to silly it up a little bit. And I was like, all right, but what are you going to do? You, What are you going to do with Jay-Z's voice? What are you going to do to make him? There's nothing fun. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You have to, you, <laughs> you have to be able to find some type of, some type of quirk or something when you're working on a sketch show like SNL, you know, like, Jay-Z, I used to take Jay-Z's voice and sometimes I would give him a New Jersey accent just to get laughs. Just to get laughs. Yeah, my baby, my baby Goyle, the Goyle, it's Hove and the Goyle, my baby Goyle. I used to do that because in the script, they're like, Jay, just go out there and do the impression. But I'm like, yeah, but it's it's good, but uh, I got to find something. So I found that little niche, that little niche. I found it. You know what I mean? And uh, it's so funny. I heard some. I heard. 
heard some people talking like, you know, we do Jay-Z. Jay-Z don't say, he don't, he don't say girl like that. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? There's nothing else funny about him. So I have to do it. I got to make it happen. <laughs> I'm trying. Look, I'm working my job, son. Ow! <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, what? What What happened at the end? Why'd you leave? SNL? Yeah. Well, look, man. I had to take some water before I got that. Um, 2016. Well, we're not gonna be. We're. we're I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna BS you, and tell you that there weren't uh, some problems during my run. Um, I, I don't know if you remember 2013 when a whole diversity thing came up, and I and I spoke as the black. There's black women out there. You know that. That kind of caught that. So during that time. I had to I had to prove to my job that I wanted to be there. I had to prove to them. Told me in September I had until December to get my stuff together. Yeah, you know I'm saying if not, I was going, I was gonna be, you know, whatever. Kerry Washington hosted an episode. Um, we what does my girl say? That was a hit. Um, I got called in. You proving yourself. Yeah, you're a bright spot on the show. And uh yeah, you're killing it right now. Okay. Fun. Fun. Um, do I think that had anything to do with the ultimate exit? Don't know. But I do know creatively during the end of my tenure, I, man, there were just times I felt like I wasn't getting on, and that was that was a ubiquitous um, opinion from everybody. They were like, yo, you even, you know, even some of the people there, they're like, yo, you, I don't understand it. Like, you're so talented. You you have it all, but you're not getting on, you know? So if you're not, <laughs> if you got somebody sitting on the side and they really good, it's like, all right, well, you know, maybe it's the time for me to try to transition out of, and, and find something else. So my agency was kind of looking for a project, and that's when White Famous came up. Oh, I love that um, show. Yeah, did you you saw it, right? Oh, I love that show. Yes, thank you, brother. I love thank that you. show. When you when you went into Jamie Foxx's dressing room, and <laughs> Fox was doing his thing, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah." So Jamie Foxx, shout out to Jamie Foxx. Um, love Jamie. Uh, but and we had talked in 2012 about doing something together, or maybe it, it could have been 13. I think it was the uh, whenever he hosted, it might have been like spring of 2013. But how funny was it that he said, "Hey man, I want to work with you, man. I think you're talented. I think, bruh, you got, bruh, you got that, bruh, you got that, you got that Eddie Murphy thing, man. This is what, this Fox. This is what Fox said to me." This is what Fox said 2013. He said, man, if I could work with you in some type of way, man, I want to do it, man. Because I think you're talented, man. You just, yeah, man. (laughs) You got it, man. So, fast forward to 2016 when this white famous project was out there. Uh, I'm looking at a pillow right now because there's still pillows in here in my dad's man cave. Look at Ah, that. There you go. Look at that. Ah, white famous pillow, boy. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> Thought it was gonna last more. What happened? Don't know. All right. <laughs> so, 
So the project came up. Tim Story was directing it. Um, summertime, 2000 summertime, 2016 summertime's there. I'm trying to find something to go to, uh, something else, whatever. Um, thinking that, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time. I talked to Will Farrell, Will, Will Farrell, Will Farrell, and I was like, how do you know when it's your, you want to, when you want to leave? He goes, he's like, well, you'll just know. I was like, oh, okay. Well, dang. Something's telling me something. I'm feeling something. So maybe I should go explore that. Audition for it. Uh, ended up getting it uh, over the summer. Um, sent word to SNL about it. And they were asking, could I still come in for the first week? Uh, or could I still come in and, you know, work? I was like, yeah, I'll come in for the uh, first week. We should be like, because we are we should be shooting in like, I think we shot it in September, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll still come in, you know, first week. Um, <laughs> got a call the next day. No, nah, you, you you can go ahead and do you go ahead and do white famous. Uh, you go ahead and do that. So it was like it was like that. I was like, all right, cool. So it was like a, it was just like a. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamine a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is Mosi secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from tenderfoot tv campside media and iheart podcasts radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. But you know, too, during the summers, so during the summers, your contract isn't picked up during the summers until the end of the summer. That's how it is. So you have to wait until the end, you know? Um, And everybody, it's everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody, you know, it is... They give, they write, they rewrite the contracts again at the end of the summer. So uh, mm-hmm. I say change their minds, <laughs> which is okay. I'm like, all right. But there was a, there was definitely a struggle, definitely a struggle there for me, just trying to uh, find some footing. Um, even though 2016, dude, I think I had a lot of great, I, I had characters. There was that Ben Carson impression was everywhere. It mm. was a, it, 2016, 2010, and 2013 through 14 
I think those are my best three seasons. In fear, I ask, could you do an impression of me? <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Bro. I don't have it yet. Only a very small audience would even give a shit. But the way you busted out Fox, I was like, can he just do anybody? Like, um, so you are in two movies I'm really interested in. Bad Hair, which I Mm -hmm. talked about on this show with Justin Simeon. He told me the premise. My mind was blown and I was laughing and I was like, I cannot wait to see this. Tell us about bad hair. Mm, bad hair. Uh, well, first, give it up for the 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 um the super talented Justin Simeon because not only did he write the movie, he directed it, um, and he acted in it as well. So he's getting all the bags. He got all the checks coming that way. That's how you do it. Uh, that's a good lean away impression he did. That's a great Lena Wave impression right there. You know, that's a that's a good one. Because you know Lena Wave has she's ownership. It's ownership. It's all about ownership. The movie is set in the early 90s. What it is? All right. It's about it's about this lady who uh, do you want me to tell you everything? You just want me to tell you the experience. What do you want? What do you want to hear? Tell me experience. Okay, I'll tell you about the experience. I got to work with Vanessa Williams, Elle. She was amazing. She's kind of my love interest in the movie. Um, Kelly Rowland. Um, just being on a set with, with so much black love, man, and, and the concept of the movie, the, the, the wigs come to life, and they freaking start killing people. It's just a, it was like one of those fun, it's like a fun idea that, that's really cool for like Halloween. And I like horror. Sometimes it's really funny, and it's really funny, especially Lena Wave. She's Lena Wave got some lines in there. It's real, real funny, real funny. So it was an opportunity to work with the cast from Dear White People and, and some people who are super prolific in uh, Black Hollywood and Hollywood in general. So I wanted, I wanted to be in that. You know, I was like, I gotta, I gotta do it because I know this is a culture movie. I, I don't know what it's gonna do. I don't know how it's going to be picked up, rolled out. But I do know the cast is fantastic. And I get a chance to be funny, but show some drama at the same time, which I started in drama. So, Tori, it surprises people when they see me in roles like that. And they're like, you were good. I'm like, thanks, man. I've been doing this for For a long time. You know what I mean? I mean, it seems like... It it seems like listening to your history, there was no other dream. There was no other path. It seems like it was always entertainment and comedy. And like, is that the way it is? I always knew I was going to be in entertainment as a as a child because I just had a I had a personality, and every and people would be like, "You need to be you need to be on television." But I just didn't know how to get there. I didn't know I didn't know who to call. I didn't know anything. So I kind of navigated and, and found that out later myself. Um, but when I was growing up, dude, comedy was the only thing. Comedy and rapping. Those are the only two things that I stuck with as a kid. I played guitar. <laughs> I was in Taekwondo. Uh, what else did I do at one time? I tried to be a uh, 
no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Those are the two things. Okay. Those- <laughs> I was like, I was trying to reach. I was trying to reach. I was like, ah, uh, there's a punchline here. Where's the how punch? good of an MC are you, or were you? I'm. I still am. I. I, I am an MC who has followed in the likes of Jay Z, Big L, Big Pun, um, Biggie Smalls, Ludacris. Um, I would even. Say, Kanye a little bit. I would say, I would say some DMX. I would say even a little Drake. I love Drake when he came. I was like, oh man, this dude is dope. So I'm I'm a lyrical dude. I like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. That's the type can of you, music can, I can like you, listening you, to. You throwing out big names. Can you spit some? Me spit some right now? Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Come on, man. That's what MCs do. That is what we do. We ain't got no beat. We ain't got no nothing. You want acapella? Who we doing? Yeah, acapella. Because I can't beatbox. I said, um, what I said, I said, if it's not about making money, conversations ridiculous. I'm quick to knock the bull-ish like Jehovah's Witness. I bear my soul like I'm walking shoeless. They say if you don't use it, you'll just lose it. That's why I got to use my mind. That's a brain contusion. Because all this stuff could be gone tomorrow. Yeah, it's all illusion. A rapping comedy on some saying stuff. I'm just doing fusion. It's broken bones, so I'm making myself a staple in fusion. I just need a chance for y'all to film me. Color purple with this rap. I'm just feeling silly. But shit, I feel silly when I'm talented in two departments. I got a straight. I got an Iron Man, Tony Stark. I said my fam, I wild like the name Partridge. Only true colors found up in an empty cartridge. Listen to me close and take a hawking. We got company now, dog, so you can stop your damn barking. I'm on the path to be the effing greatest. A lot of haters. That's why I can't vacate on my hiatus. Now, we can never say a hiatus. We'll just say work, no days off. That's success. That's equation. Got to stay ahead. That's the tip. Call it penetration. Proving everybody wrong. That's my inspiration. They starting to put out all my information. It's annoying, but everybody around me is like, dog, that just means you made it. A public figure, but I kind of hate it. I get stressed as all this work, and I'm still underrated. And that just got me feeling so jaded. Because if your accomplishments are never acknowledged, have you really made it? I'm too conscious to be in public faded, so I do it behind. Closed doors like a bra persuasion. They say, if you rap, what you talk about? To the amazement, I got it, baby. So look who's talking now. Hitting every wave like I'm trying to drown. With these women, I see through all this puss, ultrasound. I was 21. My peers said I'd be a cokehead. I prefer Pepsi products, brother. Mountain Dew, cold red. I'm like, I got too much ambition to be a red nose. This statement was ruled off the fact that only God knows. Really, I'm the only person talented enough to pull a Eddie Murphy. These other brothers just ain't effing worthy. You heard me? Bow. Bars. Thanks so much to Jay for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel, Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Graville Calais, and Michelle. Join us over at patreon.com slash show to get an extra episode every Friday only for Patreon subscribers and to get more right now from me and Jay Farrow. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhull. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. Our booker is Claudia Jean. 
and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.